for the children's more easier when I show and they repeat. But for the adults, they need to show uh, to exactly how to move. Join Jelena's Ballet Dance Evolution for their 10-year anniversary performance featuring the best of BDE, classic choreography, epic music and the stars that tell the stories of Immortal Desires, Dark Side of the Crown, Alice in Wonderland and Phantasm. See the show in Los Angeles on August 24 or audition for the cast by June 19th. More information at BalladanceEvolution.com Welcome to Baladance Live podcast with weekly portion of stories, tips and dance inspiration. My name is Jana Komarnitska, I'm your host and I invite you to explore all nuances of Baladance Live together with me and our amazing guests. Let's start! This episode is brought to you by My Inner Dance, a lifestyle and fashion brand inspired by Baladance. You can find uh, all a great selection of different items at uh, the website myinnerdancer.com. Hello everyone, how are you? Welcome to podcast. Have you noticed, by the way, our new cover design? <laughs> I love that artwork, new one that combines the elements of mandala with a heart because it reminds me both uh, some oriental designs and elements as well as a heart a symbol of life and that's exactly what we are talking about on this podcast about Valadin's life <laughs> so i hope you liked it i hope you noticed it and uh, let me know send me a heart if you <laughs> uh, listen to this podcast right now saw the poster or the cover and you liked it so it will tell me that we are on the right way in terms of developing and taking our podcast to the next level. Also, there is another element that we are adding to the podcast. You heard a little bit already on the previous episode there. We're teasing you with our new edition, but we are launching our first Instagram challenge, helping you to boost consistency in your dance practice. And there will be five teachers, including me there, but all of the teachers were featured on the podcast before. And if you are following my Instagram, you probably already know two of them. It's our amazing guests, Esmeralda Colabon, who was featured on the episode 13. And we had an incredible conversation about her approach to musicality, her story of working on the Middle East. Uh, also, she told the secret of why she wears those cute turbans. Uh, but also uh, another teacher who is already announced, so I can share it with you too, is Julia Farid. And this girl was already twice on our podcast. She was one of the first guests. So we had episode number five with her and she was one of the recent guests too. So we also had another interview in episode 52. So go back to those episodes. And Julia was uh, incredibly honest uh, and uh, open to share insights 
on the artistic life in both interviews actually and it's interesting even to compare the changes that she had within a year between these interviews but she shares a lot about insights uh, of uh, artist struggles and challenges of being a traveling uh, artist touring teacher performer and sometimes feeling not really fulfilled or excited about the work and uh, how she went through that stage and how she found the solution and her new way, new excitement and enthusiasm into then. So go back to those episodes number 5 and 52 if you want to listen, re-listen or if you missed them before. But these are already two teachers that will be with us during our challenge. And we are starting challenge on May 20th. It will last for 10 days. There are still two... Uh, secret teachers that I will announce within this uh, week. So if you want to be one of the first who discover about all five uh, teachers, all full lineup for our challenge, uh, you can follow uh, our hashtag on Instagram, which is Balladance Life Podcast, all one word. And uh, uh, don't forget to tag, uh, uh, put this hashtag in your post if you're talking about podcasts. That's how uh, we can discover and find out about you and uh, find out what you like uh, in the podcast, what uh, which episodes are your favorite, and um, in general, everything that you'd like to share about the podcast. Now, after a little bit of teasing about what's upcoming and what's next, let's move on to our today's episode. And we have a very special guest. I believe it's probably the youngest uh, guest on our podcast, and she's already rocking the Baladance world. Please welcome Veronika Shulkevich. Wow, what can I say about this girl? Already at 13 years old, she became a winner in professional category at Ahan Vasahan. She's currently actually a teacher there, as well as at Cairo Mirage Festival, one of the biggest festivals in Russia. She is a winner of numerous uh, festivals and competitions, uh, including Ahlan Wasahan two years in a row, as well as Cairo Mirage, as well as a few years in a row. Also, Yala Yala Festival, Hana Festival in Latvia, multiple winner of Couple the World, according to IDF organizations, as well as a certified teacher by the League of Balladance Masters of Russia, as well as International Balladance Union and International Association of Eastern Dance, and the founder of dance school Verosh Dance. From my side, I can only add, this is a young girl with a big heart and big love to balladance. And uh, she's basically rocking already the balladance world at the age of 16 and this is just the beginning of her career. I can only imagine what we'll see from her in like 5, 10 or 20 years from now. We'll be very excited to do another interview and uh, compare experiences of uh, her current uh, dance journey so far and what future is preparing for her. But I'm very excited for you to hear um, this interview. It's uh, definitely a different point of view, different perspective from a young dancer who is uh, 
not only performing, but also teaching, teaching around the world, creating choreographies for other people, and teaching both uh, kids as well as adults. So I hope you will enjoy it. And uh, again, don't forget to share this interview if you like it, screenshot, do a post, do a selfie down that you are listening, or now you can even reshare our cute new design uh, designs of posters, uh, or just add the hashtag to your post. I hope you enjoyed it now. Without any further delay, I'm letting you dive into this conversation. Hello, Veronica. How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to talk to you today. <laughs> Hello, I'm fine. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be with you. Thank you for the invitation. I am very excited to talk about your dance story, which I feel is just in the beginning. But uh, let's begin at the beginning. <laughs> how how did everything started? How ballet dance entered your life? The ballet dance entered in my life when I was five years old. Uh, we went in a restaurant with my parents. And in this restaurant was the girl dancer, which danced uh, in uh, gold costume with the whales or something like this. She made uh, a good show, and I liked so much. It was a belly dance, but uh, not. I think it was not professional, like in restaurant. And I liked it so much, and I said to the parents, "I want to dance only belly dance," and that's it. And uh, and but before but before um, I danced classic uh, choreography like ballet, ja uh, jazz, hip hop, and Latina. Uh, uh, but when I started to dance belly dance, I mixed everything, uh, and I'm like <laughs> finished on the belly dance. And I started to dance all these styles. When I was three years old, oh, three wow. years old Latin ballet and five years old uh, belly dance. Mm. And how did your parents uh, reacted on uh, your wish to do belly dance as a five-year-old kid? <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, but but father, but father. Um, uh, when I go to my first teacher, uh, she was on my first lesson. Uh, he uh, he saw like how we move, how um, how it uh, how it was, and sh and he said, okay, okay, if you want, okay. Mm. <laughs> and uh, was it difficult uh, uh, to find uh, classes for kids? I know you were small back then, but maybe your parents were telling you later. Was it difficult uh, to find? Uh, uh, in Ukraine back then, classes, ballet dance classes for for children. Uh, yes, of course it was difficult. But uh, before the lessons, I saw a lot of videos. Um, in Ukraine, uh, in that time was very popular um, show. Uh, Ukraine have a talent, and we saw uh, Alla Kushnir, and I saw a lot of her videos. With us, 
uh, and like I trying to repeat something. Uh, and when I come to the lessons, it was it was easy. But uh, in my group was a lot of children and uh, a lot of kids, like uh, seven, six, five years old. And um, it was nice. I like it so much. And I know that uh, you now teach a lot of uh, children too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But you're still very young yourself. Um, may I ask, actually, how how old are you now? Huh. <laughs> I like this question. Now I'm 16, but uh, after some months, uh, 17. Oh, it's so young, and it's just incredible. The reason I ask because it's not many dancers have so many achievements uh, under their belts at this young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also feel that it brings a lot of uh, um, additional layers on uh, dance and ballet dance at such a young age. But like one of the questions, uh, now you teaching children and young kids and small kids, uh, have you ever had any parents who have concerns about uh you being so young and teaching them like how do you deal with those kind of situations if they occur at uh, all i finished a lot of courses uh, and uh, a lot of workshops uh, for the teacher for the teachers for um, like uh, for the be, for be teacher and um, now I have students and the kids and children and um, adults. And when they ask me uh, where uh, where you study, I show the, a lot of I have a lot of certificates, and uh, I show, and they okay you're good mm. <laughs> like this. Uh, but all parents uh, can see my performance can. Uh, See my lessons, how I worked with the, their kids, with the children, and they see my level. Mm. Uh, do you find it easier to teach uh, children or to teach adults? <laughs> uh, it's very, very different um, <laughs> kind of people because the children, for children and for kids, um, another like another type of lessons for the adults uh, another children's uh for the children's more easier when i show and they repeat but for the adults uh they need to touch their like show uh, to exactly how to move which muscles we need to uh straight we need to we need uh, which muscles we need to make strong. We need we which uh, relax. Uh, but for kids, it must be funny and uh, like like show and they repeat. Mm. Uh, was it the way you also were taught uh, back uh, then? You were starting your ballet dance journey, or was it um, your teachers were having different approach that you are doing now to to your students? <laughs> Like uh, we have with my teacher the same way, or mm-hmm. yeah. Mm, I stu- uh, I study with it in group. Uh, like uh, I uh, I finish study with my teacher. It maybe four years 
ago and uh, I was in group with the adults and um, she worked with me like with adult. I see. Uh, is there anything that you wish uh, your teachers uh, did different uh, uh, in uh, guiding you? Because now you, you are the teacher already yourself. Uh, Mm-hmm. But it wasn't that long time ago, relatively, uh, that you started and you were a student, a young student, like a kid and teenager. Mm-hmm. Is there anything now you wish you had a, a different approach from your teachers? Maybe something that you are definitely changing and bringing in your teaching uh, experience of, of guiding other like younger dancers? Uh, I think... Uh... Every teacher can see in people they want or they don't want or what they want or um, uh, or how they want. Because when I see the student, I can uh, I can say all about uh, all about them. Like uh, she want more funny or uh, she want more strong uh, lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, i i know uh, if they want if they can more i will say you can more you can more and you will work more if i say that she can't she's tired or uh, she can't because she have some problems with the health okay you will work uh, in in this uh, in this moment like this Mm-hmm. Definitely, all your teachers were, I guess, feeling the right moments because they informed the great dancer that we have right now. And uh, you definitely had uh, numerous competition awards and achievements. Have you ever counted how many uh, competition wins do you have? <laughs> A lot of really a lot of a lot of the competition in Ukraine, in uh, Europe, but uh, the most important competition it's Ahlan Vasahlan Cairo Mirage in professional when I was uh, 13 years old. Uh, I think it's the most uh, important uh, was for me. Uh, it was uh, in uh, 2016 year on a in profession. It was my first time in professional. I come uh, on this festival and I said I want to be in professional. And the people saw me. You're 13. Uh, I said yes, but I can. I think, <laughs> and they say okay. And when they saw my performance, they say yes, you're really professional. And I won in uh, three nominations, mm-hmm. and uh, it uh, and um, the festival uh, gave to me five hundred dollars, like it was price. Mm-hmm. Wow, thirteen years old, first time as professional, and right away you won that competition. That's that's incredible. What do you think uh, helped you to win that competition? I think it's a lot of work, a lot of the competitions, uh, a lot of workshops, 
with the good teachers, uh, with the Katya Eshta, uh, with the Rakia Hassan, um, and uh, I think it's a lot of workshops and a lot of hard work. It's really important because um, it, it, it must be if you will if you not work, you'll not be winner. Hmm. And how important is uh, belief in in yourself? Did you actually expect that you can win that competition? Um, sometimes I not believe in your in uh, myself, but I have mother, which uh, will say, <laughs> "You must, you will, you be, uh, you be perform here. You will take part competition in professional." And um, my teacher uh, from Ukraine, Oksana Izotova, um, and uh, Katya Ishta in Russian, Drebashapka Alexei, Elmira Sarkisyan, they said, uh, they said to me, you will take part competition in professional. Uh, at first time I said, no, 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 no. But uh, they trust, <laughs> they believe in me. And I trust, to, and I'm winner. <laughs> That's incredible to hear that uh, teachers are so supportive uh, and and pushing forward and challenging with new new things, as well as uh, your parents, like your your mom, who always supports and gives you that uh, belief. And honestly, watching your performances. Because I had a pleasure to see you live <laughs> at some point, but watching your performances. You would never think that you can doubt yourself. So it's incredible like to hear those insights and uh, thanks for sharing because so many dancers uh, watching uh, now, especially with social media boom, watching this, uh, um, watching videos of uh, ballet dance stars, uh, it sometimes doesn't feel like it's real people. Like we feel, we feel that oh, this is uh, superheroes. They never doubt themselves. They are always like super, <laughs> super confident and and have mm-hmm. like all the power in their under their will. But uh, like hearing that, uh, even you with all your previous awards, you you were like not really willing to right away go for it, and you had to have a push from your teachers. Um, it just makes it more more real. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, but um, it's big way to be a teacher, to be a, a star. It's not like it's not easy. A lot of people think it's very easy, and uh, it's come to the people like in one second, in one moment. No, it's big way. It's a lot of work. It's uh, very very hard. And when you're a teacher, you have more work. You must work more. And uh, you must to work not only with yourself. You must work with other people. It's more hard. I guess, I mean, I don't guess. I actually know for sure, listening to you, that you invested a lot of time and energy into your uh, dance training to be at the level that you are right now. How did you manage to combine it with school? 
Because that's also, I guess, a big part of your life right, at this point. Yeah. And you actually have an upcoming exams soon. <laughs> oh, yes, I have exams. Uh, now I'm studying college. And in this year, I have a big exams uh, because I will go in university. Uh, and now I'm studying in, in college. And uh, soon I will be, uh, I'm studying marketologue. <laughs> I'm, mm -hmm. I'm learning marketing, but uh, I will go uh, in university study choreography. Mm -hmm. And uh, in this year, I will have uh, a lot of exams. I have four or five exams, very hard and very important. But I will be very happy when they finish. <laughs> Uh, and in the past, uh, uh, then you were just taking uh, general school, general classes. Uh, was dance training ever in a conflict with your school? Uh, because you were taking so many classes, workshops, uh, even traveling uh, to take some classes. How mm -hmm. did you, or how did your parents, maybe they put some, I don't know, limits or rules that, uh, how how did you manage to combine school years as a kid and teenager with active dance training? Uh, all my lessons I made before all students. Uh, and, that, uh, and when I pass all my, like, work, all my uh, lessons. After this, I uh, went on the festivals. Mm. But my parents understand that <coughs> understand that uh, I wanted to dance. Uh, but most of the festivals was on the weekend, so it, it was uh, it was good. Now, uh, when I have more invitations. Um, I uh, have uh, busy schedule. Have, yes, yes. But uh, uh, now I make a lot of uh, like how to say homework uh -huh. um, because I'm studying college. And uh, when was your first uh, trip uh, outside of Ukraine to teach? What was your first? Do you remember your first invitation to go somewhere abroad to to teach? Yes, it was in China when I was fourteen years old. Uh, it was in China. Uh, it was big tour. I was in ten cities. I was with my mother. I was one month in China. I had maybe. 20 workshops uh, but it was a really amazing time i like it so much i like the students in china because uh, it's different than in ukraine in china all dancers all people wanted to work wanted to learn but in ukraine uh, we have a lot of lazy people <laughs> and it's more hard than in china well, yes. it's uh, um, funny to hear because uh, in general, like uh, the um, general idea is that actually Ukrainian dancers, they are hardworking, <laughs> but I guess uh, not, uh, all. not all, not uh -huh. all, yeah. <laughs> 
And how many trips uh, per year you have now, if you are taking, for instance, last 2018, let's say, how many trips uh, approximately you had to teach somewhere else? Mm, it two three times uh in months mm. two three times uh, sometimes can be more but uh, like usual uh, usual two three times on week uh, on months mm. and i also know that except of uh, traveling and uh, teaching uh, you also do a lot of Skype classes and a lot of yeah. classes with international students, not only uh, Ukrainian. Uh, what are the main topics that uh, dancers usually ask you to give them uh, private classes? Uh, usually it's technique, technique, improvisation, and uh, how to work with orchestra. Because uh, um, a lot of uh, my a lot of girls uh, watched my videos with the orchestra and uh, they see how how you work with the, with them how you follow the music how you follow the drummer how you follow another instrument i work usual usual it's technique because it's uh, important and uh, a lot of people, for for people, sometimes I make choreography, choreography online, but uh, online lessons I have more. Mm. And uh, do you find it uh, difficult to teach uh, via Skype? Of course, it's different because I um, can't to touch, I can't to um, can't to see exactly how she move uh, when uh, i have uh, lesson uh, not in skype it's it's more i think it's more better and for students and uh, for a teacher but but it's okay but um, it, it's okay and the people understand the people can see me i try to explain everything and they understand. And uh, I have one student from Poland, uh, which had many classes with me. And uh, now she's a winner Ahlen Vasahlen uh, in the winter course in uh, last year. Mm. So and uh, she, she only take lessons by Skype. Mm. Well, I'm also a big fan of Skype lessons in general because I think it gets uh, it has one huge advantage of uh, not being dependent on geographical location. Because <laughs> this case yeah. we are talking like oh, student from Poland and uh, you are based in Ukraine and you they, you still can teach her and help her and uh, grow uh, more winners of different competitions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, but I'm really curious, how do you organize logistics? Because even today, uh, before our interview, I know you had two classes back to back and yeah. you were very precise on time. So how do you manage that you are really pushing classes like, like back to back? But what if students are late? Do you have any rules or something that if someone wants to take classes with you, they need to be ready for that? <laughs> 
yes, I have a big shadow, and um, uh, when I have free time, uh, I write uh, in uh, my group with the students, and they can choose my free time, and they write, I can hear, I want here, I want here, I want here. Sometimes I don't have time, and um, I write my next week and they is trying to choose uh yeah yeah before before our interview i had a lesson with the girl from japan uh, uh, yes mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh is it like a closed group that you do not and for instance if someone listening us right now who decides that uh, she wants to take a class with you, like, is it somewhere that she can see your schedule or she needs to message you and then you add to this, uh, I don't know, uh, information place where you put your schedule up? No, no. Uh, my, uh, she can write, uh, every girl can write me in uh, direct or in uh, messenger and uh, I can send my shadow. And uh, we can choose the time uh, which better for me and for for the student. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will have a lesson. I see. Well, I guess also works for different uh, time zones differently too. Uh, but how how strict uh, a teacher uh, are you? If, for instance, student is uh, late for Skype class or for in-person class, are you gonna go a little bit over scheduled time frame or it's just like you're very strict and like no student will lose that time <laughs> what's your approach no i'm uh, <laughs> um i'm not 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 like this <laughs> uh, we will have lesson uh but uh it will be like how to say it's uh i i will hold up the student I will delay to continue our lesson, and the next lesson will be a little bit later. Mm. <laughs> you're very and all very... my lessons like chick chick chick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're very kind uh, stu- uh, teacher, I, I guess, but uh, hopefully your students are precise and good on time too, because I do know that scheduling is sometimes uh, an issue. And uh, uh, well, lucky students of yours that you are so kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you also mentioned that you do uh, individual choreographies for mm-hmm. other dancers. How does that work? Yeah. Um, I make a video uh, on my dance hall with explanation of the video front, video back. Uh, and uh, after when I make all of this, I send to the girl like some parts and if everything is okay she like it uh, she can open everything after this she sent to me the money and i sent all choreographies with the all explanation with the music with the um, cut cutting music mm-hmm. so like this and uh uh do you help uh people to choose the style or choose the music or is it uh, whatever people ask you you just 
do like uh, they send you sort of music i want to dance to this music and you just create that or do you participate in the actual uh process of choosing which specific dance style or music um to do for them yes of course i have to the people with the choosing music with the styles uh and i think it's important because some people don't know um which uh, style will be good for for the dancer some uh, some girls want to, to dance iraqi but she is very soft um, how she will dance iraqi uh, only uh, after a lot of lessons a lot of uh, workshops she will catch the manner and after this she will dance uh, iraqi but and i can say Uh, please send to me video your your video, and uh, I will see uh, your man uh, your own manier your um, character, <clears throat> and we can choose for you good style with a good music. Sometimes the students send to me music which they like, and if it will be good for for them, okay, I will cut uh, in uh, on which limit they want. And to make choreography. And if uh, they have some questions, they uh, can send to me. I will explain everything what they want. Hmm. And how different is uh, creating choreographies for yourself and uh, for other dancers? Usual uh, on the stage, I make improvisation. So sometimes uh, when I dance and some interesting movements, my mouth can remember and I can repeat on my next performance. But you know, if you will see my video, you will see every time different. But for when I make for the students, uh, they make and students learn exactly one by one every part and um, I think it's more easier for the for the dancers in other but uh, for me uh, the better and supervision uh, like I, uh, I do every time uh, how I feel sometimes the uh, Um, I can dance uh, very fast and uh, very funny. Sometimes uh, I can dance slowly and uh, with another manier. So um, every time it will be different performance. Can be the same music, but for my performance will be every time different. Dance improvisation on stage uh, is something that is very scary for many dancers. <laughs> Uh, can you give any tips how to relax and uh, um, enjoy the improvisation? Because uh, obviously, uh, uh, maybe it's something related to the fact that you prefer improvisation. So how do you make sure that you're not nervous and do a nice improvisation? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot of practice, of course. <clears throat> Uh, every dancer, professional, superstar will know it before before the performance. It's it's normal. 
I think on the practice a lot of them, a lot of them on the street, not only uh, in in dance class. On the stage, um, when people see you, and after this, uh, it every time will be more easy, easier. And uh, for creating choreographies for other people, how long, uh, on average, uh, does it take you to create a dance for someone else? If it's professional and it's hard music. Uh, and it's long music, like uh, one time I made choreography in five minutes. Uh, I made like three hours, three, four hours. It was extension uh, with everything. If it's uh, like beginner and uh, music like two minutes to 30, it can be uh, one, two hours. Hmm. Do you have any choreography tips? Because I'm sure a lot of dancers now are like, oh my god, that's so uh, quick. A lot of dancers, they struggle <laughs> on how to make uh, to make choreographies. Um, for someone who wants to start making choreographies for themselves, can you put, uh, like, I don't know, one or two main tips or suggestions from you on how to to make uh, choreographies? Of course, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the first is, I think, uh, very important is right listening to the music. A lot of the dancers uh, listen to the music not right. And... Um, when you start to make choreography, you must listen to music. You must listen to the rhythm. You must listen to the melody. You must work with the voice. And if you have a voice, uh, it's very important. You must have uh, translation. Because without translation, you can't make choreography. After this, you must do improvisation. Improvisation a lot of time. Uh, with this music and catch some movements which you like the more. It can be 10 times, it can be 15 times and every this interesting moment for us to remember and you will remember. And every this um, time uh, make a video. And after this you will see which part you like, which part you don't like. Uh, after this your choreography will be really good. Hmm. Well, another tip is of uh, video recording. That's that's uh, nice. <laughs> also, before before we sort of sum up, I uh, cannot not touch <laughs> the topic that uh, uh, already at such a young age, you are actually today a teacher at Ahlan Wasahlan. So not only the winner of professional category back in 2016, but you are teaching. And I don't know, possible you are even the youngest teacher at that festival. Um, how did that happen that you are teaching at Ahlan Wasahlan? Uh, I won on the summer course and I won on the winter course, Ahlan And uh, a lot of girls asked me, 
when will be your workshop on the Hachman Masaf and I want to come and um, I think <laughs> the organizer like how I dance and people like how I dance and uh, the organizer thinks we need to <laughs> take her like a teacher not like a dancer and I think like this I mm. <laughs> become a teacher on Hachman Masaf. I think it, it's not important for the artist. We have a lot of uh, uh, young singers from USA and like rap singers. But, uh, I know one girl from the USA, very famous uh, rap artist, which has uh, concerts in every country. But she's only 15 years old. For artists, it's not important. But she must be professional. She must be good artist. And uh, she must love what they do. And the people will love mm. this artist. And, uh, what, uh, what do you dream about in your dance career? <laughs> I dream about a big, big school. Uh, dance school and uh, in uh, which will be a lot of styles, not only belly dance, uh, and I think not only dance, but I want a big, 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 like school, I, uh, art school. Mm. Um, I want to have a students which will really like and love what they do, because important um, and I want to have a professional student I want to make the professional student which in future will be a good teacher uh, a good teacher and uh, a big star and uh, I think it's my one of the big dream is um, make a belly dance like more popular than now and um, make this in the right way. Mm. Well, that's a <laughs> beautiful dream. <laughs> uh, yeah. Having art uh, art school and uh, popularizing uh, different styles, including like ballet dance, make it more like a live uh, uh, um, mainstream. That's awesome. Um and before we uh, sum up our interview, can you let uh, people, our listeners, know where they can follow uh, your dance activities? Um, which social media channels are your favorite to share <laughs> to share your dancing with everyone? And what are your um, upcoming trips uh, in May and June? Uh, usually I post my videos uh, in Instagram or my YouTube channel or in Facebook and uh, everyone can see in this social uh, but uh, I think more my videos in Instagram in, in, in Instagram <laughs> all my life in Instagram in the stories <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> um, my next trip uh, a big big trip um, it's uh, in july in Ahlan. 
I have workshop and big uh, show uh, on on Cairo, on Ahlan Vasahlan in Cairo. After Cairo in uh, Belarusia, uh, and after uh, in September in Ukraine, and uh, and in Poland in uh, November Korea. Hmm. And uh, I guess people will be able to find announcements and posters also on your social media. You probably announce yes. from time to time. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay, so as usual, I will always add all links to the show notes. So everyone who is listening now, if you want to find out more, you know, you can simply uh, click uh, uh, on the links uh, in the show notes and go directly to... Um, all channels and social media to see more of beautiful, beautiful dancing. And uh, uh, I really appreciate you taking time and sharing your experience. I think it was a very interesting and unusual conversation because you have such an unusual experience uh, too, being at such level and having so many achievements. And you are still, I feel, just in the beginning of your dance journey. <laughs> Thank you. So thank you for your time. And I always close every interview with our traditional uh, signature question of the podcast. And the question is, what makes you fall in love with belly dance again and again so you keep doing it for so many years? I think everything. And music and... Um atmosphere i like to be in cairo i like atmosphere in cairo uh, shows cabaret um, and this atmosphere uh, make me really happy and uh, after this atmosphere i want to dance more i want to make more mm. it's atmosphere atmosphere Egyptian atmosphere and of course no a lot of knowledges a lot of new every time after every workshop on Cairo Mirage on Ahlan new information every time something unreal uh, and uh, it's very interesting thank you for listening everyone I hope you enjoyed this episode and if so do you know the best way to support this project is to share it with your friends. It takes few seconds, costs you nothing, but it helps a lot to move this project forward and help me to bring more awesome guests on the podcast in the future. You can tell your friend, you can send a message, email, you can screenshot and put a, a post on social media, whatever works better for you. But if every one of you will share this episode at least with one more person, it will make a huge difference for this podcast. Thank you for spending your time with us, for your support and love. And until next time, keep shimming, keep dancing, and I will see you soon.